What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the search for serotonin. I have definitely been searching pretty fucking hard for serotonin this week because your girl feels like absolute dog shit. <laughs> I felt like shit this morning when I woke up. I didn't want to get out of bed. It's cold. There's snow on the ground. It's just that gross ass time of year where you know, seasonal depression is in full effect. And now that it is colder outside and it's crappy outside and the holidays are over and, you know, there's not as much to look forward to. I feel like this week I've really been slipping into just like a depressed pattern of I'm tired all the time. I want to nap all the time. Like I said, I feel just unmotivated and shitty to really wrap it up. And like I said in last week's episode, I've kind of just felt crappy all of 2022 so far, and it's just been hard because normally at the beginning of the year, I am have that motivation, I have that hope, and I feel like it kind of is my nice little pull out of the seasonal depression and things like that. But this year, it is not that way. So this week, I really, really, really had to make some conscious efforts to try and pull myself out of that funk, but also at the same time, not try and pull myself out of that funk and just kind of allow myself to feel what I was feeling. So one of my things that I wanted to try and do this year, I don't want to call it a goal. I don't want to call it a resolution because like I said, we're not doing expectations. We're not doing pressure. It's just something that if I can do more of this year, then great. But if I don't get to it, no big deal. But one of the things I wanted to start doing was reading more because that is a form of self-growth for me. It helps me kind of reframe my mindset, but I don't have a lot of time to sit down and read a physical book. I'm so much of a multitasker that I need to be doing, you know, a bunch of different things at a bunch of different times. And a lot of those things require my focus. So I can't multitask with book reading and doing the things that I need to. So I started downloading some audible books, which they just read the book to you. So instead of listening to music or maybe listening to a podcast, I can throw in my headphones now and read or not read, but listen to audible books. And so I downloaded this one this week called Make It Happen by Jordana Levin, and it talks about manifestation, and it's not the typical sense of manifestation that you would really think. Jordana really dives into the side of manifestation that, you know, mainstream media and social media don't really tell you about because I feel like a lot of people, when they talk about manifestation, they make it seem like, oh, I just wished for this one thing, and then poof, it came into my life. But Jordana really breaks down how you have to, you know, take action. You have to think these thoughts. You have to reframe your mindset and you have to have a little bit of faith. And so it's a culmination of all of these things. And so I've been trying to throw that book on whenever I am in the car. Like on Tuesday, I didn't really get anything done. I just felt crappy. And I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to go hang out with a friend. And she lives in Wexford. So it's about 20 minutes from where I live. So during that drive, you know, I took my time driving and I just really listened to the book and let it soak in. And I feel like it kind of helped me this week. And so one of the things that she talks about in the book is about vision boards, which is ironic because last week I said 
you know, I tried to make a vision board, but then it just ended up making me more confused. But after listening to her tidbits about vision boards, um, I actually got a little more clear and I was actually able to make a little vision board. I set it as the background on my phone and I threw it together on Canva in like 10 minutes. But her recommendation was don't make a vision board for the entire year, make one for shorter periods of time. And then you have to constantly rework and re-update that vision board. So I broke down the year and I wanted to make a vision board solely for January through April. So then that way I could focus in on what was my most important things that I wanted to focus on in the first part of the year. And then that way I didn't overwhelm myself with trying to fit too much into it. So I was able to break it down and just throw in like less than 10 images and make it more easy to get clear on what it was that I wanted to accomplish. And so now that is my phone background and I also made it into a repeating kind of pattern on a desktop background. So then I can just see that background on my laptop as well. So I see it on my phone, I see it on my laptop and it's reminding me constantly of what I wanna accomplish by the time we get to April of 2022. So that was something cool that I got out of that book this week. Another thing that I got out of that book that was really helpful this week to kind of pull me out of that shitty mood was she talked about doing a journal prompt. And it's really perfect because we're at the start of a new year and this prompt was for you to write yourself a note as if it was your present self talking to your future self. So I chose to write it in the mind frame of 2023 me was talking to current 2022 me. And I did that exercise, you know, it was just a quick two page journal writing. And I just basically said, hey, this is everything that happened in 2022 and wrote it in the present tense. Like I already had those things. And when I read my note back, I noticed that a lot of the things that I was talking about had to do with love. And I mentioned that recurringly throughout the journal. And I said that I wanted to meet situations with love and compassion. And I talked about the loving side of who I am as a person and how I wanted to finally open up and share that side of myself with the world again, because in the past couple years, I've been kind of jaded and I've been kind of closed off and I viewed love as a form of weakness because if I show people that I'm loving and affectionate, especially as a woman, you know, people tend to view that as a negative. So I always try and harden myself a little bit more and make it seem like I don't give a fuck or I'm a badass bitch and like I'm not going to take anyone's shit. But in reality, like loving and showing compassion and showing kindness is not a weakness. And I know society and people in my life and just, you know, the world around us has taught us that being kind and being loving and just showing that other side to ourselves is not acceptable. And that really got me thinking because if I want to show all this outward love to other people and treat situations with love and compassion, how can I do that if I don't start showing love to me? 
And I need to start showing myself that love and compassion. And I need to work on rebuilding my sense of self-worth and self-confidence. And if I don't have those things, then I can't show up for other people and other scenarios with that same kind of love if I'm not giving it to me first. So I thought, what better topic to talk about this week than self-love because I've been feeling like shit and I've been trying to make myself feel better. And so, like I said, Tuesday, I woke up, felt like crap, really didn't do much, just went, hung out with my friend, which was such a great refresher because both of us have been so busy lately and it was nice to just have a day where we could chill and do our own thing, but still hang out and talk and like catch up. And it really, I really needed that day because it kind of gave me a little reset on how I've been going about things. So in the middle of the week, my boyfriend and I actually had tickets to go to a Pittsburgh Penguins hockey game. And that was so much fun because I've been to a game in a little bit and we made a date night out of it. So we went and got drinks beforehand and, you know, we had a great time. But then the day after I woke up and I was feeling a little hungover because like I said, I don't drink a lot that much anymore. And I wasn't feeling too great. Once again, I woke up feeling kind of shitty. My body was sore. My body was exhausted. And it was a day that I had to get a shit ton of stuff done. But I just like couldn't move. I couldn't bring myself to get up out of bed. And so instead of, you know, nagging myself or being hard on myself or saying, oh, you didn't get to this today, I just said, okay, well, let's lay in bed for a little bit. Let's binge watch some Sex in the City and just see how we feel after a couple of hours. And then after a couple of hours, I realized I was hungry. So I was like, well, let's get up, go get some fresh air. I went and grabbed some McDonald's, got an iced coffee, and then, you know, just drove around for a little bit. And then I came back home, had my food. I was feeling a little bit better, but still not motivated enough to really sit down and check emails or do work or anything like that. So instead of putting that pressure on myself, I took a bubble bath and it was so great. I haven't taken a bath and I couldn't tell you how long. And after I was done with that bath, I took a nap (laughs) and I really just didn't do anything. And I was thinking during that day, you know, oh, this is nice because I'm taking a little bit of a mental health day and I actually took a full day off where I didn't make myself feel guilty for taking time off. And I kind of got to thinking of like, maybe this year, instead of viewing mental health days as mental health days, I can view them as self-love days and kind of rebrand that because if I want to start loving myself and I want to start having love in situations and show compassion, instead of just focusing on, oh, I'm going to try and reduce anxiety, I can also take it one step further and start showing myself self-love and not just making it all about, you know, anxiety or depression or kind of focusing too much on those thoughts. Instead, I can take it as, hey, what can we do to love ourselves today? What's going to make us feel good? And on top of that, when I'm making myself feel good, that's just in turn going to reduce my anxiety because I get anxiety because my anxiety is overthinking and a bunch of racing thoughts. And when I get that way, I try and keep myself busy so I can avoid those thoughts so I don't have to deal with those, you know, anxiousness or those, you know, 
things that I don't want to be thinking about, but instead of pushing myself to do more and spread myself too thin, I just have to think about relaxing and maybe just sitting with those thoughts a little bit more and kind of figuring out where they come from. So then that way, instead of continuing to suppress them, I can just deal with them and move on and continue to actually finally relax. So that was kind of my thought process to get to the topic of self-love. And then last night I was actually reading another one of my books, which is um, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And at the end of every chapter, she puts, you know, love yourself. And then a little quote that has to do with the chapter. And last night's was love yourself and life becomes a party. So I just took that as a sign that we needed to talk about self-love this week because if I'm being hard on myself and I'm putting myself down and I'm feeling like shit, I'm sure as hell there are other people out there who need a little bit of a reminder on how to self-love. So self-love can be a number of different things. A lot of times people will interchange self-love and self-care and that is very valid, you know, self-care can equate to self-love. It's very similar things. Um, Self-love can look like talking to and about yourself with kindness and love. You are prioritizing yourself and your needs over anyone else's, giving yourself a break from self-judgment or self-criticism. Trusting and believing in yourself is a powerful form of self-love. Being true to yourself, being nice to yourself, setting any kind of boundaries, and then also forgiving yourself for when you weren't the nicest to yourself and acknowledging that it's okay, you know, sometimes you are going to be a little harsh on yourself, but as long as you forgive yourself, then you can move forward and continue to love yourself. So to me personally, self-love looks like me doing what I want to and what feels good for me without feeling guilty. So for example, like I said, the day that I wasn't feeling like getting out of bed, I was a little hungover, felt kind of gross. Instead of forcing myself to get outside and take a walk because it was a beautiful day and then checking a bunch of emails and getting a bunch of things done on my checklist, I watched the show that I watched because I wanted to, and I wanted to catch up on that. And then I went and got shitty fast food because that's what I wanted to do. That's what was going to make me feel better when I'm hungover. I want to eat a burger. I don't want to eat a salad or I don't want to eat like vegetables. I want a greasy ass burger to kind of counteract the hangover. So in that moment, you know, that was self-love for me. And I didn't make myself feel guilty about it. I didn't make myself feel bad about it. I had fun with it, you know, and that goes along with not being so hard on myself. And in that moment, I was listening to my body. I was listening to my mind. And yeah, sometimes your body wants a salad and some vegetables, but other times just need a fucking burger and you don't need to feel bad about it. So that is one way I look at self-love. Um, doing what makes me feel at peace. So reducing anxiety or worry. Um, that is a lot of times a way that I look at self-love. Other people might look at it in a different way, but if I'm going to prevent anxiety or worry, then that's what I need to do to make myself feel better. So like taking a bath, you know, instead of 
worrying and things like that. I just relaxed and laid in the bathtub and just felt the warmth on my body and focused on my breathing. So that was a good way for me to love myself. Um, Talking to myself the way I talk to others. This one is so hard for me because like I've mentioned before, inside my mind is not the nicest place always. So I'm trying to be more conscious of that, especially in this year. Um, But telling yourself you love yourself internally every single day, telling yourself that you're proud of yourself, tell yourself that you got this, you can do it. And something that I've been trying to do this year is just reminding myself of situations that I've overcome in the past and how I've gotten through it with nobody else but myself. So if I can do previous situations and get myself through it on my own, then whatever challenge I'm currently facing, I can get over it because I am more than capable of doing that. So just talking to yourself in that different mindset can show yourself a lot of love I like to get fresh air. I think whenever I get outside, even if it's just to get in the car to take a drive or if I'm going to take a walk, just the sun and the fresh air and nature and just getting a little bit of a change of environment, it really boosts my mood and it puts me into a happier place. So I always love doing those things. Sometimes, you know, you're not going to want to get up. You're not going to want to leave the house and that's okay There's so many other ways to do self-love. Like I said, self-care activities that you can do inside are a great alternative if you don't necessarily want to leave your house. Um, Saying no and not having to explain why and not feeling bad about it and not feeling guilty, you know, that goes along with setting boundaries. You don't have to explain yourself to anybody because you know you best and you are more than capable of giving yourself what you need. And I've kind of already explained this, but self-love isn't just eating healthy or doing exercise because a lot of times on social media, people want to say self-love is doing yoga and drinking green juice or doing those kinds of things. No, self-love doesn't have to be defined in one way. Self-love is giving yourself a break and treating yourself to a milkshake or self-love is acknowledging the ugly and bad things that you see in yourself but accepting those things as part of who you are and loving yourself and those parts of you irregardless. I know a lot of people struggle with body image issues and they always are very self-critical of how their body looks. I'm one of those people. I'm constantly criticizing and reviewing my body, but accepting your body for what it is and acknowledging that your body does so much for you and it has gotten you so far in life and loving it for how it is and what it is, is a very powerful form of self-love because I've struggled a lot with my body image, especially since my surgery, because I couldn't move around a lot. And when you're sitting for four months, you tend to put on weight in places that you don't normally have that weight. Um, so. I've been really critical of my body and I've just been putting myself down and it's been making me feel super bad internally. And so this week I've been trying to spend more time looking in the mirror and not judging myself, just looking at my body for what it is and saying, you know, I love my stomach, even though it's not as flat as it once was. I still love that part of me because my body 
did a lot this past year and it's still recovering as am I internally. So I have to give my body that same grace and that same love because if you do all this work internally, but you still criticize yourself externally, it's not going to align. It's not going to match up. So I have to show myself the same love outwardly that I do inwardly. And that's going to be one of my biggest challenges this year. I already know it, but it's something that you have to acknowledge and you have to start being aware of. And your version of self-love is always going to be different than anybody else's version of self-love and your version of self-love is going to change from day to day and that's okay because like i said change happens over a period of time and you're not always going to be in the same mindset or the same mood or the same mentality that you are and it's going to vary and you need to just meet yourself every day with where you're at you know one day you might be up super high might be low the next day. You might be low for a couple days. You might be super high for a couple days. You just have to do the best for yourself with what you've got in under the circumstances you're in. So one takeaway from this week I want you guys to think about is spend some time this week with yourself and define what self-love looks like for you. Define what self-love looks like for you on a good day. Define what self-love looks like for you on a bad day. Define what self-love looks like for you when you're anxious or depressed. Make different plans for different moods that you know you go through throughout the week. And write those things down. And if it's something that might help you, maybe make a vision board of what self-love looks like for you during those different periods so then you can visually look at it and remind yourself, hey, I'm feeling anxious today. Let me check out this vision board and remind myself what I need to do to love myself and meet myself with compassion today. I make my vision boards on Canva. You can use Canva for free. It's an awesome, awesome tool. I literally went on Pinterest, made a Pinterest board of images I wanted to use. Then I screenshotted those images, uploaded them to Canva, and like I said, made a vision board in like 10 minutes. Um, And those are things that you can save and look back on, or you can download, you can make them like background on your laptop or background on your phone so then you can see them and access them a lot easier. But just having that visual reminder of what self-love actually looks like is going to help you a lot. I wanted to keep this week really short because like I said, I'm just feeling shitty this week and I wanted to start doing guests this week. But once again, we have to constantly reshift and rechange depending on what we're dealing with. So I just wanted to have another short little conversation with you guys. I promise next week I'm going to figure out how to do guests and we will have our first guest on and it is going to be my boyfriend, Corbin. And I wanted to talk to you guys about relationships and mental health and how my mental health has affected this relationship between Corbin and I. So he's going to come on and we're going to talk about some fun stuff. We're going to talk about our relationship And it'll be a little more lighthearted than some of the past episodes. But yeah, so we will be doing that next week. 
All right, you guys, thank you so much as always for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for still supporting me in 2022. If you could go follow the podcast on Instagram, it's at the search for serotonin. If you can go follow the podcast, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or follow and rate on Spotify, that would mean a lot to me. I want to get more reviews this year because I want to hear your guys' feedback. I really want to make this podcast beneficial to all of you. So As always, if you want to see something, leave a review. If you want to tell me directly, you can DM me on Instagram. Just whatever you guys want to see, I will do that for you. We can have a lot of fun this year, and I'm ready to make it a good year. So take care. I'll see you next week. This week's song is I Love Me by Demi Lovato. This song is all about loving yourself and the love that you have for yourself being more than enough. I put this song on this morning before I recorded to get me into a better mood. This song always makes me feel really powerful. It always makes me feel a lot better and it makes me ready to embrace myself in a kinder and more loving way. And in the song, Demi Lovato says, I wonder when I love me is enough. And I challenge you guys to make today the day that just loving yourself is more than enough for you. I Love Me by Demi Lovato will be linked on the Search for Serotonin Spotify playlist, which you can find in this week's show notes. All right. Have a great week, you guys. I'll see you next week. Love you.